Welcome to the NBA Morning Deuce for Wednesday, February 3rd. It is Wednesday, February 3rd. As we record this, uh, what was it, five-game slate tonight? Five-gamer. Five no cancellations game. either, which is refreshing. No cancellations. As we're recording this, the Celtics are beating the Warriors by four with 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter. So that game should be done probably by the time we're done recording this pod. Uh, there are a couple updates on some stories that we mentioned within the last couple days that we should hit at the end of the show. One, there is a, an update on all potential all-star game. And there's been a whole lot of developments in the LeBron James versus courtside Karen situation. Courtside Karen drop. So a whole lot, a whole lot has happened over the last 24 hours. Um, that we can either we can either update that right now. I'm going to give you the choice. We can update that now, or we can go through these games. By the way, six games slate tonight, not five. Um, we can go through the, the – we could talk about Karen. We could do news now, or we can go straight into the games. I think it's a good tease to have people stick around till the end of this thing. Go through the games first and then go to courtside Karen. Okay. Um, well, then we can really start with the one, the game that mattered the most. And I don't know. I saw some people saying that it was probably the best TNT game we've had yet this year. Um the Nets and the Clippers. Uh, Brooklyn beat the Nets. Uh, Brooklyn beat them. Brooklyn beat the Clippers 124-120. And I don't disagree. It kind of lived up. I mean, this is a great game. I thought it was a fantastic it, it game. Was, it was a very fun game. Um, it's also a game where, like, man, you watch this game and then you see all the rest of the games, not including the game that's still going on, Golden State and Boston. These are the kind of games that you're like, man, I can kind of see why certain people can't get behind the regular season. Because this game is this is this is just so good. I mean, five of the best players in the NBA, well, four of the best players in the NBA, and then one of the most talented players in the NBA, two of the best teams in the NBA. This is potentially a finals preview. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's just such a good game. And then you, and you got Toronto, Orlando. It's like... <laughs> There's, you know, like so many meaningless right. games. I could see th- this. I could, I get it. But then it's also an example of, man, if you just, if you just stick with it, you're going to get some ridiculous basketball. Definitely. And, uh, geez, you know what popped into my head during this game was your rant a while ago about college basketball. And like, if you think, if you like college basketball better than the NBA, like what in the world? The skill level on the court tonight was mind blowing. Like, the offensive skill out there was just so amazing to watch. Um, I mean, you've got four top 10 players on the court and probably five top 20. Play- like, well, it, I mean, from a, just from a skill and scoring perspective, Kyrie might be top 10 right now. There are not a lot of guys. I mean, you for all the shit that we give him, and we do give him a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. And that's – but what we've never done is diminished his just – Scoring ability Talent and scoring ability. And there's no question about what he can do on a basketball court. There are not, there's not, I don't think there's 10 guys who are just purely talented as scorers more so than him. And when you watch a game like this, 
and and not even just like this. Since he's come back, I mean, he is playing. He's playing out of his mind, and you know, for all the stuff that people said about Harden and will all these guys fit together, it looks like this trade may have worked out the best for Kyrie. Yeah, well, because I, he because now Harden is a point guard, and Kyrie can just go out there and be an absolute gunner. And he, I mean, they can't stop him because, you know, for the most part, you're as a team, you have to make a decision. Like, even if it's Paul George and Kawhi, like, they're going to guard Kawhi, Kevin Durant, and James Harden, probably. And then Kyrie has whoever guarding him. And then they switch and they do all their stuff. But it's like every night, a team is going to have to make a decision. And I think most nights, teams are not going to decide to put their best defender on their best two defenders on anyone other than Katie and Harden. And if you have your third best defender on any team in the NBA guarding Kyrie Irving, it's trouble. He's going to go off, and and he's been doing that. I think you do have to really give a lot of credit to James Harden to embracing like this facilitator role. Um, I mean, his assists have skyrocketed. I mean, he's always been a great assist man. He's but leading he's the league in assists now. Yeah, he's averaging 11, over 11 right now. That's going to go up with 14 more tonight. Um, yeah, the, the the pieces on offense fit together way better than I thought. I mean, we knew they were going to be basically the like unstoppable, but just the way Harden and Irving thrive together is really impressive. And I think Harden deserves a lot of credit just for accepting the role. He He looks so determined to make this a championship team to me. You know, they're seven I mean, he's and settling, three, right? Since the trade, they're seven and three now, I think, since the trade. Mm-hmm. And he settles for 15 shots. He gets the line six times. It's just, I don't know. I'm tipping my, my hat to him. Kyrie, unbelievable. The thing with the Brooklyn Nets is they get a shot that you like every single time down the court. It, it's like, you know, if you happen to play good enough defense against Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden, then probably Joe Harris or Shamit or TLC are going to be open for three. You know, you just, it just stretches you so thin at all times. And it well, kind of I, dawned on me, this, oh, yeah. this team, they don't even have to be a good defensive team. They just need to not be horrible. <laughs> well, that's like, what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, everyone's, everyone is harping on the defense, which is true. I mean, eventually you're going to have to play better defense, but who's going to outscore them? Like on a consistent basis, it's going to be hard to outscore these guys in seven games. Yeah. They just put 124 points on the best team in the NBA right now. I mean, the Clippers have the best te- record in the in the league, and like 120 is not enough. <laughs> like, you're not beating the Clippers scoring 115, 120. I mean, the Nets scoring 115, 120. You got to mm-hmm. score in the 120s to beat this team yeah. when they're clicking. They also, I don't know if this is the, I don't know, maybe I missed this, or I don't know if they said it on the broadcast. Is this the first time they've started Jeff Green at center? I feel like he had another start, but I'm not positive. Um, I love it. I mean, it's yeah. And I'll say also credit to Steve Nash, who this whole year already has not hesitated to tweak, tweak lineups and move guys in and out. Cause like he started the season with, I mean, is it not clear yet that Deandre Jordan's just not very good anymore? Like they started him at the beginning of the year and then they moved Jared Allen in the starting lineup and they got better. And then they traded Jared Allen. They put DeAndre Jordan back in the starting lineup. And now they bench Jeff Green, bench him and put Jeff Green as their five. They really just go with four wings and they beat the Clippers. And they've been playing good. 
But even defensively, I think they were even a little better tonight. A little bit better. Like 120 is not good. But you're also playing against Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the Clippers are, Clippers are, were playing and, are, and still are playing great basketball. Yep. So, um, and they get 21 from Nick Batum. Like, th- this could, if they don't have a great game from Nick Batum, this could have been ugly, I think. Um, because they didn't really have much scoring anywhere else. Marcus Morris uh, had 16, but yeah, I was so worried about their defense, and you know, I and I was worried DeAndre Jordan wouldn't be able to give it to him. But I, I'm I'm with you that the team is just better with him off the floor, probably more so because of the spacing on offense. You know, like they're probably slightly better on defense with him out there, but it's not worth it to to jam up the middle of the floor on offense with him. Yeah. I guess so. Luke Kennard only played four minutes, and I guess he got benched early in the game because he passed up a shot. I don't see anything about him getting hurt. That's weird to bench somebody for passing up a shot is very strange. Um, that's crazy. Yeah, that's very. That's an interesting development. I wonder what mm-hmm. happens there because they need him to be good. I mean, they they gave him that extension. They traded a first rounder for him, I think. Mm-hmm. And like they, that's not an ideal situation. But um, look, I, you look at the at Brooklyn. They still, I think, as great as they are, and I would be shocked if they, like I've said a million times, I think now on this show, I would be shocked if they don't finish the regular season with the best record in the East, just because, like you said, like. Who's out? Who's gonna outscore them? It's just not gonna happen. They still need to make a move. Like they, I just don't. They, I don't know that they're. Jeff Green is playing really good basketball for them, like in his role. I just don't know that this team defensively. I just don't know if they if they're deep enough. I guess they are deep enough. They're so talented, dude. One through four, like Kyrie, James Harden, Joe Harris, and Kevin Durant are so good. They're yeah, so ridiculous. good. Like there's uh, not much that's just they're mind-blowingly good. But I, I think like I would love to see them go out and get like some goons for their bench. You know, like I think does Iman Shumpert check that box for you? Yeah, but I don't know what he's when was the last time he played, you know? Uh-huh. Like I feel like there's other guys that are currently in the league that you can go get, or even like G League guy. Like just you know, I like TLC, but ultimately he's he's gonna lose minutes more and more because he's just an okay player. Shamit is having an awful year. So he he's not going to play. I like Bruce Brown a lot. I think Bruce Brown's a good guy, a, a good player off the bench for them. And DeAndre Jordan's fine, 10, 15 minutes a game. But they need to go get one or two more guys that can just come off the bench and defend and knock down shots. If I actually do. I did not realize they had Norvell Pell on their roster. I mean, he he's actually a decent defensive player. That's a random thought. I mean, I'd be. I don't they need think he's goons. The lineup, they need some goons. They need I, like a, might, one. They need like one or two goons off the bench that can just come in and play in these lineups, like in random lineups with KD or with Kyrie or Harden, in games where, like for example, if you know Kawhi or PG was going for fifty tonight, just guys that they can go throw in there and be like, just go use your fouls, dude, mm-hmm. like that type of thing. Like in the Make playoffs, sure doesn't. Yeah, you know, in the playoffs. If it's the second quarter and Paul George is with the second unit and he's going and he has like 13 straight, Shumpert, guys like Shumpert, but guys who are currently playing that we know 
Mm-hmm. I'm assuming Shumpert's probably in shape, but like how good a shape is he going to be in if he hasn't played NBA basketball in how long? Right. Well, maybe he can get up to speed or maybe he can get where he needs to be by playoff time. But I do think that that buyout market is going to be where we see the significant move that could, you know, check that box that you're talking about. Um, wh- yeah. When is that? Do you know? Is that before the All-Star break or after? It's after, I right? I think it's after, but I don't yeah. really remember. I mean, because they just don't have a whole lot of they don't have a lot to trade either. Right. Uh, I think we're going to see that signing where we're like, okay, that, that looks pretty good I'm just later to, in the I'm season. Sure, I'm just like wondering, thinking around the league, like who's getting bought out. Right. Um, What's Trevor Ariza's status? Is he hurt or? I don't even know what team he's on. Did he opt out? Didn't he opt out? Or he opted out. Of, he opted out of the bubble last year. I don't know if he opted out of the season. Um, I don't know. Is he even on a team? He's, he's on the Thunder, apparently. Like, I don't know what his status is. Maybe he yeah, did I mean, opt out. That's the type of guy I'm talking about. I, he, yeah. Yeah, he, he would be good for them. I'm sure there's a handful of guys that are out there. Like, I don't know. Maybe the – I mean, P.J. Tucker could get bought out if they don't get what they want from him. I don't know. That that would be that would be a type of guy that could get them over the hump defensively. By the way, I, I brought this up earlier today talking about the Heat, right? Um. And how everyone's talking about how the Heat need to go get a four or, or, you know, another like defensive shooting wing player. I would just call the Suns. Like Jay Crowder seems to have fallen out of that rotation. He might be available. That's wild. Don't you think? Like he played 15 minutes last night and he's not, hasn't been playing well. That's weird because he was just really solid for them early on. Yeah. I wonder if he did something. Uh, Sucked. Could be basketball. Yeah, but are you supposed to let guys like that like work their way through it? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, man. When you have championship aspirations like like the Phoenix Suns do, yeah, mm-hmm. there's no time to let them work it out. Uh, for the for the Clippers, not a bad loss. It's fine. Serge Ibaka looked really good. He looks like he's going to be exactly what they need him to be come playoff time, protecting the rim, rebounding, making shots. Um. I also think, I mean, Lou Will is just not him. He's not the same. I don't know if it's it's an age thing. Like he's he's hit this wall, but he he's not the same player. I and mean, he's thirty four. Oh, Jalen Brown. Um, he just had a crazy dunk. Or not crazy, but it was a really nice dunk. Um, I, it, it would be such a drop off. I and mean, the guy was second in six man of the year voting last year. Yeah. Averaged twenty a game. Like to go from that to what he's doing this year. It, can, I don't know if it's how could it be an age thing in, in such a short Pretty amount of stark. time. Stark, yeah. Well, what else could it be? Just like a, a poor fit with what Lou is trying to do, or I don't know. I mean, I that, that's to, the thing I is, will like, say, I, I mean, he had this this chemistry with Trez last year. Like the two of them, they came off the bench and ran that second unit. I don't know if I don't. I doubt it because it, he hasn't. I mean, he hasn't played with Trez his whole career. He's and he's always averaged a lot of points. So I don't know, man. That's what I was thinking is he's been in so many different situations and always been able to score. Like he's never, I mean, this is his worst year since 2007 or 2009 scoring the ball. So yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on there, but it's know. concerning because they need some punch off the bench. If they're going to, if they're going to win the West. Yeah. And I would also say this about them. Not that he played great tonight, I'm, I would think about just keeping Reggie Jackson as your starting point guard over Pat Beverly. Like, I think 
what Reggie Jackson gives you offensively is better than what Pat Beverly at this point gives you deep. Like, and like the difference in how, what I know Pat Beverly is considered a great defender, but I don't think Reggie Jackson as a defender is that much of a drop off when you factor in that he actually can contribute offensively. Yeah. Like he's still, he's still a solid scorer. He makes some dumb decisions. He's not a great shooter, but he's a capable shooter and he can create his own shot and he's a decent pat. Like he creates for others so much better offensively than Pat Beverly, which is more of an indictment on Pat Beverly than it is a, a <laughs> yeah. compliment to Reggie Jackson. It's not like Reggie Jackson's a, a, like a, a guy you want starting on a championship team, but that might just have to be the case because he looked, he's looked pretty good the last few games for them. Mm-hmm. And it's not like Pat Beverly is out there and they're asking him to guard the best play. Like they can hide Reggie Jackson. They've got, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, like they don't, yeah. they don't need to worry that much about. And they have Pat Serge Ibaka protecting yeah, like, the rim, who it, it looks pretty good right now. If Reggie Jackson's going to score like this, um, I think it's a no-brainer as well. And Marcus Morris, like Marcus Morris, is a pretty good defender. Like they, they have good wings. Like they can, they have enough switch switchability, I guess, that they don't have to play major minutes for Papo. Uh, let's hit the rest of the games. Um, I guess let's talk about that Toronto game. Fred Van Fleet. What a night. Wow. Uh, 54 points for Fred Van Fleet. He had 46 at the end of the third, 11 threes through three quarters. He ended up with six, but it was a blowout. I mean, what is there to say about this guy? Like he keeps just proving people wrong. It's cool. It's cool to see. I mean, I still contend that, it's not ideal if you want to be a good team for Fred Van Fleet to be your best player, um, to be getting 54, but it's a cool story. I mean, seems to be one of those things where everyone is like, suddenly it's like this inspirational story, which is fine. It's cool. Like, yeah. D Wade was like, Oh, for all you guys out there who can't get a D one scholarship and all you people who, you know, aren't good enough to get drafted. Watch Fred Van Fleet. Okay, man, guys, get it. we get it. He was undrafted. We get it. He was undersized and went to a small school. He also, like, went to Wichita State and was an absolute killer and sh- and should have been drafted, clearly should have been drafted. Like, they, they use these, like, if you, you if you need inspiration and you can't get a D1 scholarship, just look at Fred Van Fleet. Well, no, man. To also be really, really fucking good as well. <laughs> yeah, he also just got passed up. He also just right. got, he also just got passed up. I know you're not saying that. I mean, what are we gonna say? Are we saying that about Steph Curry? All you guys out there who get passed up for all the D one high D one high major offers, just look at what Steph Curry did. Eh, this is the best shooter ever. Son of one of the best shooters ever. I get it. People use these things as motivation, but like. My my counter to that would be most of you shouldn't if you can't get a D1 scholarship, you should probably just look at other things because the odds are even if you get a D1 scholarship, you're not Fred Van Fleet. <laughs> like I know that's a very negative way to look Jesus, at it. Dude, I know it's harsh as hell. But I mean, am I wrong? Um how about everyone just makes their own decision? <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I mean, like, I don't care. Ultimately, you're going to make your own decision anyway. But it, I, I just, I, I'm more like, 
So are, instead of like telling a high school kid to like learn about finance, like learn about things that are going to like apply to your life, right? Like things that, like if I, like the things that I never learned when I was in high school, like, like taxes, like things that like you can be tangent, like good at that can improve your life. You're like, just look at Fred Van Fleet. You could do it, but you probably can't. Like, like it's like it's like one percent of humans on the planet can do that. We're not like trying to inspire a bunch of kids to like work their asses off at something that they're not going to be good at. It's a good like this. I don't. The cynic in me is definitely siding with you. <laughs> no, I, I know, and I, I get that. Like when you're on TV, you got to say stuff like that. But my point would be like. You know, if you're not good enough to be a D1 athlete, like just read a book or something, <laughs> you know, learn something. Mm-hmm. I never did that. So I, I, I'm, I'm speaking from experience. It's but not you, like were, was, do you, you were a D1 athlete. Though. It's not so like I was trying to, to, it's not like I was trying to be a D1 athlete, but I also just, you know, like speaking from experience, looking back on it, right. When I was in high school and even in college, there were things that I had my mindset I wanted to do and I blocked everything out and I went straight for those things. And it didn't work out. Now, they, I didn't like completely fail, but like I wanted to coach for a long time. And then I found out, I realized I didn't want to coach. Now look at me. I'm, fucking, I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, man. Um, uh, full disclosure, Joey took a little nap this afternoon. Maybe he's he had a bad dream or something. Woke up on the wrong side of the bed. I mean. Um, no, I'm just saying. I, I heard, I saw I that like. I saw people tweeting about it, like a lot of people. It's like, this is what can happen if you just keep working hard. Okay. Yeah, I guess I missed, so I missed all that. that I, guess, I mean, that's far, it's probably true, mm-hmm. but not true for most people. <laughs> just, good for Fred Van Fleet, though. Yeah, yeah. Fred. I mean, I, I've actually bagged on him a lot on this podcast, but it more has to do with his contract. And really, it's more directed at the Raptors for believing in him so much that they can be... <laughs> I don't know. I just, by the way, there was a lot of people when I worked at CBS, I think I was still at CBS. There was a lot of people that I worked with that were very high on this guy that were just like, this kid is a pro. Like he's a very good player, sleeper pick, all that. Um, um, Maybe it just more goes to the point that there's a lot of terrible GMs. Mm -hmm. There always has been. Right. Yeah. I just don't see how, after what he did at Wichita state, nobody just, picks him in the second round like that's insane to me um maybe because like, he maybe because he's built like me i guess like but 510 and kind of chubby looking i would love to know how many like random european dudes were taken late in that second round that never even came to america a ton place. a ton a ton yeah. but also yeah but those guys don't count against your salary cap that's a good point. If you draft Fred Van Fleet, you're probably signing him to a two-year deal. If and if you don't I, I mean I get I get it but yeah, it's a miss from a lot of guys. That being said, he's the best player on a team right now, so that team's not very good. Or, yeah. or, or they're not awful, but they're not going to be very good. So, uh, but good for him. Hey, good for Fred. Fred, if you're listening, Fred, I'm happy for you. Dude. Yeah, this is supposed to be more positive than negative. We kind of, you know, we had our our toes in both pools there. Is that a phrase? It should be. Um, well, I yeah, my toes stay in the pool. Okay. Um. But since I brought up the the uh, D Wade, we could talk about that for a minute. Um, he's very good. You you texted me. He's I very love good. his analysis. Yeah, and Shaq just continues to just be awful. 
I mean, he has, I don't know if he was ever good, but if he was ever good as like this studio analyst, he's regressed. I think part of it is that he's always with Charles Barkley and Kenny Smith. And that whole show has just become like a big joke Mm -hmm. and it's an entertaining joke and they have their thing and that's their thing has made them the best at what they do. But then when he's in the studio with D Wade and even Candace Parker, like they're actually taking it seriously and they're good at it at being analysts. And then Shaq's like, Shaq is trying to inspire. I mean, Shaq trying to inspire kids by saying like, watch Kawhi Leonard is like, (laughs) did you, did you hear that rant that he went on? No, No, it wasn't a rant. It was just like, I I saw what you said. And I like, he basically was like, he was like, not everybody can be an athlete like LeBron James. Not everybody can do what Dwayne Wade did athletically. But if you watch the way Kawhi Leonard plays and he takes his time, he gets to his spots and he's learned the game. If you watch film on Kawhi Leonard, anybody can do it. What? Like, <laughs> that, that's really... Kawhi Leonard is one of the freakiest humans ever. Like in terms of like percentile of athleticism, like he just... Okay, maybe he's not the most athletic guy in the NBA, but in terms of I mean, human beings, like I mean, when you when you take everything into account, he's up there. Yeah, he's way way up there. But and I also, just, he's just not like his body is not human. Like his he has the like biggest pointy. hands. <laughs> he has the the biggest hands on the planet. Like maybe on the planet, they're disgusting. I mean, let's be let's call it what it is. They're gross. It's fair. Um, and his and and his wingspan is like seven foot. I mean, his elbows are like icicles, dude. When he sticks those things out, it's awesome. He's not human. We've all, we've addressed this so many times. He's not really like a human. Yeah. So Shaq, what the hell what are you Shaq? talking about? God. And the other thing I really don't like about Shaq is like he 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 has this like he kind of makes it look like he has this goofy persona, but he takes himself unbelievably seriously. Like if you disagree with him, he's not happy at all. No, he's a bully. Whereas, he's a bully. Yeah, whereas a bully. Charles and, and Kenny Smith, like they, they don't take themselves that seriously. They just kind of like talking about basketball. Where Whereas he... Yeah, no, Shaq, himself. if you disagree with him, he's going to insult you. Yeah. To make it's, himself... Yeah. To make his point. Shaq, um, just be better. Just take look, look inward and, and make some changes. Yeah, what a clown. That's coming um, from the 28-year-old who is on podcast. Yeah, <laughs> just take advice from me, Shaq, please. Or me, the 34-year-old who's on a podcast. <laughs> um, uh, so I have to take back what we said about Memphis yesterday. They stink. Hmm. Memphis stinks. They lost 134-116 tonight to the Pacers. They are who we thought they were. As a back to back, right? I'm just kidding. They're fine, but yeah. they did get they did get pounded out. I was I watched um, I watched like basically the first two and a half quarters of this game, and then I switched to watch the the Van Vliet show. But um, I mean, it, the one thing I'll say about the Grizzlies watching them is even when they were getting beat by like 10, 12 points, the way they play, I never feel like they're out of it. They play such good defense. They play so hard, and they they really move the ball. Like they get open shots. They're just not like again. They're just not talented. Like they just don't have talent. I mean, John Moran obviously is incredible. 
And he had a bad game, so they're right. probably but not going to beat a good team like the Pacers. I just mean from a talent standpoint, like they just don't have a lot of talented guys. They just play right. Mm-hmm. They're getting coached up. They play good defense. Um, they're actually fun to watch. Like they're one team that doesn't have a ton of talent that they're fun to watch. They play so hard, and the ball is just like on offense. They're just whipping that thing around. It's, it's good. Um, but they just ran up against. You know, this is probably the Pacers team that we're going to see this year. This is probably them at full strength. Well, they still don't have TJ Warren. Yeah, TJ Warren is man. He he's been out for a while. But I mean, look at look at Miles Turner and five guys. more blocks for Miles Turner. Well, what's the record? What is the most? I'm sure somebody's put up something stupid, but yeah, I mean, like like Sean blocks Bradley or somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about really good. Thirty-two. Yeah, this team's good. They're I just man. I still think not having Karis Levert if he doesn't come back this year is going to crush them. Yeah, me too. eventually they're going to need that guy, but uh, that's a good win for them. the The Grizzlies were what. Seven games. They had the the seven. They they snapped a seven game win streak for the Grizzlies. Uh, yes, a, a seven game win streak that was interspersed with like multiple postponements and stuff. Like yeah. one of the weirdest seven game win streaks ever. Yeah. Thirteen of fifteen from the field for Sabonis is it's something. Nine nine of thirteen. I mean, combined twenty two of twenty eight from the field for Sabonis and Miles Turner. That's pretty wild. He's putting together a hell of a season. That forward position, like all-star forward for the East is something. That's tough. Yeah. That's tough. I mean, he's an all-star, no doubt about who, it. But who? It's just, who? It's a bonus. Oh. What about Turner? Oh, yeah. Well, he's a center, right? Do they still have that oh, designation? Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. I think so, which is dumb. But what about Brogdon? Could they, they can't have three all-stars. That's, that's – I could see Miles Turner not getting – on there because well, Brooklyn's gonna have three all stars, yeah, and Boston's gonna have two. Philly's How many centers? One. Yeah, I mean, like the starting center is gonna be Embiid, and then I guess Miles Turner could get on the back of it. I don't know. Bam. Yeah, Bam's is a center. He, okay, I didn't know if he was. They need to get rid of this. I mean, I don't know what they designate him as for all star voting, but he starts at the five. Yeah, they need to get rid of that. That's really annoying. Oh, here we go. Three-point game with one minute left. Um, that yeah, is it'll be Boston interesting to Golden see because they're, they're, they're all having they're all having uh, all-star caliber seasons for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I think yeah, it seems like they're going to have a snub, whether it's Brogdon or Turner. Somebody, somebody could get snubbed. Is that, I think three is a lot for them, but who knows? Yep. Jeremy Lamb's given them good minutes as well. He's given them really good minutes. I mean, he was good. He got hurt last year. He mm-hmm. he was good for them when they got him. Yeah, they they have a lot of good offensive players when they're healthy. Um, they just can't they can't stay healthy. Yeah. Uh, all right, Portland, uh, Washington came crashing back to earth after beating Brooklyn. <laughs> Although I will say, I think at one point in the first quarter, Portland was up like twenty-one to four, something like that. Are they really? It was, it was a pretty big lead, and then Washington wow. came back. But yeah, wow, Portland. Was up forty to twenty three at the end of the first. Yeah, uh, you know Brad Beal goes for another thirty seven. They actually now look like they're pretty much at full strength. Like this is the team we're going to see for Washington, um, and they're they're playing a little better. Like they had the comeback win and they beat Brooklyn, 
but that was, you know, Russ had 41 in that game. So it's just interesting that this happens on the same day that like a report came out from the athletic that Brad Beal is getting frustrated with his portrayal like that. He wants frustrated that people are frustrated that he wants to stay and that he's not demanding a trade Mm -hmm. when everyone gets mad at other guys for demanding a trade. And he's basically sticking to his guns and saying, this is a reportedly saying he wants to stay in Washington and that there's that the, I, that the thought around the league, by the way, if you're looking at Grant Williams right now, it looks like he got like clawed by a Wolverine. Look at his shoulder. Um, I'm in a different spot in the game than you because I have a television. All right. Well, he's about to go to the free throw line, probably on your end. And he looks like his shoulder got clawed by like a beast. It's very strange. Um, so the, I guess the, I, the thought process going on around the league is that Brad Beal potentially that they don't necessarily think he'll get traded this year. Yeah. And uh, I mean, a guy being frustrated on the bench, which was as entertaining as it is, doesn't necessarily mean he wants out, you know? Um, I mean, I'm with, he's got this nice contract and he's betting on himself or or whatever you want to call it. Like, I don't know. I I, I don't, it sucks that a guy that talented has absolutely no, like is wasting away in Washington, but I don't have a problem. He's not even, not even going to be in the, it's not even that he, it's not even that he's not going to win a title. They're not even going to go to the playoffs, you know? Yeah. Just it's. Uh, I mean, I just wonder. Maybe he's just thinking they can turn this thing around faster than than other people think. Um, they, they I do don't know, man. I feel like NBA, I feel like NBA players are are pretty smart with that stuff. Mm-hmm. I just feel like they know. But I mean, I'm not saying this season. I'm saying in like maybe they can make significant strides next year and and the following year. But I don't know. I just don't have any problem with a guy being that loyal, whether it's the smart play for his legacy or not, it's a different story. But I will, I'll say this, they play the heat tomorrow night and that's the first of a back to back against the heat, the way they're playing and the way the heat are playing, they can beat the heat. They're playing. I mean, they're put, I mean, those are, I know it's early in the year. Those are absolute must win games for the heat. I, I, they, they cannot lose those two games. I know. I was talking, I told you, I talked to Norris Cole earlier today. And he said he basically said the same thing because I even alluded to like, you know, their next two games are against Washington, who as bad as they are this year, just beat Brooklyn. And he's like, no, you got to win those games. But the Heat, I mean, they, Jimmy Butler didn't address the media the other night. I saw something too. He was apparently pissed during the game at his own teammates. Um, did you catch that at all, or? It might have just been ESPN. No, no, I saw it. He was like, give me the fucking ball or give me the oh. damn ball. He, he said something. They caught him saying something. But it's just like, make a decision, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you want to spend all game? And, and I also asked Norris about this. He was like, yeah, I think Jimmy knows that most of those guys on that team can't get their own shots. So he knows he has to get them going before he gets going. I'm like, okay, if that's the case, then don't be yelling at your teammates to give you the ball at the end of the game. And then also take a terrible three. At the end of the game, you know, I don't know, dude. I mean, like I said, I mean, this is supposed to be about Washington, but I guess it all ties together because a lot of Heat fans are kind of now pushing, not pushing, like how can they, they can't really push, but hoping that Miami goes after If you tweet hard enough, dude, if you hit send on that tweet hard enough, you can push for a guy. You get anybody. Yeah. 
Well, they're hoping that 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 push for Brad Beal happens because I don't. I think a lot of people down in South Florida are panicking. And it's it's getting close. It's not panic time yet, but it's just it's getting close with how with how bad well, if they go through time. another week. Like if they get if they if they can't if they man if they lose back to back to Washington, it's gonna be it's gonna be then that's panic time people, for me. <laughs> people running crowd like setting things on fire in the streets down here. Even though they don't care that much about sports. Well, I mean, Florida you usually do that in Florida anyway. So yeah. you just mean more than usual. This time it'll just be they'll be sober doing it. Mm. <laughs> um, they'll have a reason this time. Uh, Boston just beat Golden State 111 107. That's a good win. I mean, it's fine. Uh, Boston's just solid, man. Kemba looks, Kemba is starting to look. I mean, his, his numbers don't look great, like his efficiency, which has never really been his thing, but he looks like he's getting more comfortable out there. Um, and then, you know, Tatum's just, D Wade though, I'll tell you this about D Wade. What he said about Tatum at halftime, he was like, "We all know what he can do as an individual scorer, but he needs to, he needs to take a lesson." Like even D Wade says some stupid shit. It's like he he needs to take a lesson from Harden and do a lot of the other do the other things, set his team up, become a screener, this like play off the ball. I'm just like, what? What are you talking about? I, I think he does all those things. Yeah, I think he does too. And they're a really really good team. Like they might they. Uh, it is strange, but I still like love one of the D-way. best wing scorers in the NBA. I think he's doing what he needs to do. Yeah, I don't think, to be honest, I'm looking at this team. There's not one person on this team I'd be like, they need to change their game. Yeah, I think they're all right on the trajectory that they need to be, and they're still 23 and 24 years old. You mm-hmm. know, Tatum and Brown. This is a team to me that definitely hasn't hit their stride yet, which is like a good like if this team can peak in the playoffs. That's ideal. They're only three games over. Does this get them to four games over 500? No, this gets them to three games over 500. Um, They're middle of the pack in the East, but I I think they have a run in them. I've been like, I know I shouldn't be such a big Celtics guy because I'm a Sixers fan, but this team scares me. They have a lot of really likable guys. Mm -hmm. Like I I like how good they are. Like, yeah. And they're likable because there's a lot of, I mean, dude, Brooklyn, Brooklyn's pretty damn good. And everyone hates them. You know, but I mean, unless you just unless you just actually hate the Celtics, which is, a lot of people just hate the Celtics for being the Celtics. But if you don't have like that type of loyalty or or whatever the opposite is, they just Kemba, Tatum, Brown, even Tr- I like Tristan Thompson, the Peyton Pritchard, very like very likable guy for everybody other than Philly fans. Uh they just have a likable roster. Semi Oyele, Shemi Ojale, Ojale, Grant Fun Williams. Name. Funny story I... about Grant Williams. When I he went to, um, he went to a high school in Charlotte that I want to say was Steph Curry's high school, but I'm not positive. But we practiced at his high school during the lockout. Um, when he he might have been like a sophomore, and he was like six three, I think like relatively big, but not. I mean, he's only like six eight now. I think maybe he was like six four. I mean, he's kind of like chubby. Mm-hmm. He doesn't look like a forward. I'll tell you that. Um, Height wise, but his high school coach was like, "This kid, if he grows a little bit, 
gets in shape could be pretty good <laughs> that's awesome yeah to like be able to see like that i mean if he and he was stretched. a very and he was an unknown like he 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 came out of nowhere like he played four years at tennessee and um i'm yeah i think it was steph curry's high school i'm not positive on that but i just remember i remember that i actually didn't realize it at the time and then when grant williams got drafted one of the assistant coaches from charlotte texted me he's like you remember this kid I was like, no. He's like, this is the kid we saw at the when we were during the lockout. I was like, holy shit, yeah, that's pretty crazy. Um, Yeah, likable team. Uh, All right, that's it for the games, right? We hit all the games. No, we forgot crucial game in Utah. Oh, geez, yeah, Utah. uh, Utah beat Detroit. One seventeen, one oh five. Yeah, no, that's there's not much to talk about there except Jeremy Grant continues to fill it up. 27 for him yeah, yeah that's about Blake it. Griffin Blake Griffin I I saw I might have been the end of the game or something he was like really frustrated on the bench he ripped his he like hit the bench and then really? was walking out and like ripped his jersey it must have been the end of the game or something he played horrible so maybe that I mean he's, he's having a really bad year like a really bad year that's a guy that I don't know that that ownership is the type of ownership that's gonna just pay him with what he's owed that's a guy. If you could, if he gets bought out, could be good for a team. So I still think he can play. I think part of the reason why he stinks this year is because he knows he's on a bad team. Dude, the numbers I'm looking at his field goal percentage is 37.6. Yeah, because he only takes threes. I mean, he's he's jacking up threes this year. It's getting a little crazy. But here. He's still, I still think he can play. I still I think just, he can play. I just don't think he's buyoutable. If that's a word. Um, Look at his contract right now. Because when you buy somebody out, does that allow you to spread their cap over a couple of years? Is that the deal, kind of? Where it's like, no, I think if you buy, I think hit? if you buy them out, it's there is no cap hit. No, it definitely goes to dead dead money, right? No, like dead so. cap space. I don't okay. think so. By the way, uh, sixteen minutes, five points, three assists, two rebounds for Rodney Magruder. Good bounce back game for Magruder for Rodney. A lot of guys could have taken that criticism from Draymond Green and Clay Thompson and just gone taken their ball and gone home, but not Rodney Magruder. Rodney Magruder comes back the next two nights later and gets beat down by the Jazz and has five points. So good for him. <laughs> yeah, good for him. Good bounce back. Derek Rose, DNP. Maybe that's why they lost this game. I don't know. What could that be about? I don't know. They're getting ready to trade him? That's really weird, actually, if he's not hurt. I don't know. It's He's old. They're managing his load. Yeah, but wouldn't – oh, because they can't really designate rest anymore? Or what's the deal with know. that? No, I very no, strange. I have no idea. I mean – He's not on the injury report. I love how we're at that point of the year, though, where any time a player doesn't play now, it's like, is he getting traded? Because we've been doing that with JJ, too. Yeah. I don't know. No, something, something stinks here. Checking Derrick Rose's news using the power of the internet. No, it I haven't heard say like he, It doesn't say he's sitting out for rest. It could have been like a, a late. You can't just oh, Google no, it. Yeah, dude. there's there's the, no there's there's guys there's there's Keith Smith checkmark says it raises an eyebrow. Derrick Rose hasn't played yet for Detroit tonight. Probably nothing, but I'm curious. Of course, dude. Of course, everyone's curious. We're all curious. Um. We're all curious. He's getting traded tomorrow. Book it. 
Yeah, you think so? I do. Uh, okay. Good for he him. Can really, really help a team. I hope he gets himself on a playoff team because I love Derrick Rose. Here's Rod Beard, blue check mark, 27,000 followers. Here's a thought on Pistons. Derrick Rose not playing tonight. This was supposed to be the second of a back-to-back. They may have planned to rest Rose and just said, don't change the game plan and go with rest before Friday's game. That'd be stupid. <laughs> Don't you think if you're trying to, like, if there's no no longer a back-to-back, like, don't rest him? I don't Whatever. Know. Not if they're trying to lose games. That's true. Uh, okay, so that's all the games, right? We hit all the games? Yep. And we get to right. our big tease. Well, let's, we could start with the NBA and the NBA Players Association are progressing toward an agreement to have an all-star game March 7th in Atlanta, which would be a one-night deal with the game and the skills competitions. And I hate this. I hate it. I hate it so, so, so much. I hate it. I feel like I'm very negative today, but I hate it. It's, it's pointless. A, it's absolutely asinine because they've, they've postponed 23 games. Even the NFL had a virtual Pro Bowl where they played Madden. Like We're supposed to be the better league. We're supposed to be the league that's in the forefront of this shit. And again, during a pandemic, you're going to have these guys go fucking play basketball for no reason, for a game that means nothing. We've had 23 postponements, and these are games that involve two teams. Okay, If we play an all-star game and somebody slips through the cracks, you've got how many teams are represented there? And 20? skills competition guys, like there's more. Like that could that could fuck up the whole league. Like that would be a gargantuan mistake. I really think it would be. And I don't know how much money they would lose. It can't be that much. It can't be that much, right? Unless unless their TV deal is so there's something hinging on the on the All-Star game and the skills competition. It just seems like an absolute no-brainer. Don't play this game. Keep guys away from each other. I've said this from the beginning. Just do the skills competition. No one cares about the game. Yeah, you can socially distance with that uh with the skills competition. And for the guy and for the the like the people that are the guys, the players that are like, oh, we're gonna raise money for charity. We've said this. Just give them money. Just give the charities money. Like okay, what do they mean they're raising money for charity? So does that mean by playing the game that ticket sales or they're doing fundraisers, or they're getting people to give them money. You're the richest people. (laughs) Just give the money. Just if you're the play, if the players want to donate money to charities, just donate money to charities and don't play a game during a pandemic. Like it just, it makes no sense. The only now there is one place where they could have the game and we know they'd be safe. Lay it on me. I'm lost here. Miami. Because got those COVID sniffing dogs, dude. COVID sniffing dogs. If they bring the COVID sniffing dogs to Atlanta, I might feel different about this. Okay. I hadn't considered it. Has there been any fallout from that, or are these dogs hundred percent? It seems like I think they're. I think they're a thousand percent. God, I love these dogs. I mean, I haven't heard anything. No one's getting COVID in Miami anymore because dogs are all over the place. They just, they're, they're preventing COVID now. They're not even <laughs> sniffing it out. They're just, they're wiping it out. Yeah. Yeah. They've wiped out effectively 
listen, if you walk around in Florida, there's a lot of places where you'll walk around and you'll think COVID doesn't exist. And I think that's because of the dogs. It's not because of the lifestyle. It's because of the dogs. Forbes, ever heard of them? Good outlet. An operational success. The Miami Heat bring back fans with innovative use of COVID detecting dogs. What a story. Get them to Atlanta, Adam Silver. Yeah, I mean, it's really the only way. If you really want the public to feel good about the All-Star game, get the COVID dogs there. Mm-hmm. In fact, hmm. I think... I think I know where you're going. Go ahead. I don't think you do. Oh, okay. What I would do is I would make it even... I would make the COVID dogs part of the event. That's and during, yeah, like during the starting, I would have them sniff the players during the starting lineups. Like, I love it. You know how they do like the stage, and they have like the guys on the podiums. You get the guys on the podiums, and then just let that dog walk down the line, smell all them dongs. <laughs> I love it. I love the idea. Although I'll guarantee you, there's one all star that's horrified of dogs. You know, you know Trey Young's horrified of birds. There's one guy that's not going to be cool with it. Um, and then. And then afterwards, I want whoever gets MVP. I want I, whatever the dog's name is, like Buddy. Just be like, Buddy, you're the real MVP. <laughs> and gives him the trophy. And just gives the trophy to the COVID dog. Without this, without Buddy, the COVID dog, not, none of you, none of you charities would have any money from <laughs> us. Be one of the worst speeches in NBA history, but if he gives the trophy to a dog, then who cares? No, I mean it, the only way you're going to get the public on your side with this thing, I think, is let's get the dogs involved. Yeah, I think we just hit that square on the head. Yeah, we'll, we'll get that across Adam Silver's desk, and it'll make it happen. Yep, we got a lot of pull around the league these days. Yeah, the deuce is really taking over in the league office. Mm-hmm. Really big. We're big league office. It's a big league office show. Yep. Yep. Well. There's another issue with Atlanta. There is another issue with having the game in Atlanta. <laughs> is it, how are you going to control courtside Karen? You can't. You can't. Like, what, what are you going to do? How, how, how are you going to stop her? How are you going to stop her from getting in the building? God, this, COVID this thing. Sniffing. What if they? What if all like nine COVID dogs sniff her and sit down simultaneously and deny her entry? <laughs> <laughs> the dogs just suddenly know how to talk and just talk just sort of like speaking English and saying the diseases that she has. <laughs> and it's a lot more than COVID. I mean, listen, the problem with this with, and, and I didn't even think about it. Like uh, as we were talking about it yesterday, but like part of the issue, first of all, I, I'm pretty sure she was, they were hammered. Right? Yeah. She, she has apologized, not apologized, but like walked back a lot of it. She's put out like a statement like very passionate. My, my, my husband's very passionate sports fan. Things got out of hand. I take responsibility, this and that. But then I was thinking about it, like that, like putting out the video of herself, man, the, the internet just went to work. Like they went to work immediately. And, and like everyone knew like everything about her and her husband and they're just posting pictures of her and like, not in a flattering light. Like she's an, she's obviously like some kind of, she's 25 years old. Is she really? Apparently she's 25 years old. I I would have, I thought she was The husband whose Instagram. So, um, his name is, his, his name is Chris Daddy Carlos. His Instagram is just Daddy Carlos, (laughs) which, and his Instagram, by the way, now private, he's made it private. 
since mm. um, she has like 50,000 followers on Instagram, but there was some pictures that people pulled out, man, of her and they put it next to some other pictures and it's not flattering for her. And she's not an, I mean, she's a, she's a, an attractive person by all accounts, but just some like bikini pictures that are not the most flattering that she seemed very confident in that she posted that people were like, yeah, this is probably not the one that you should have out there. And like mm. Halsey, who is known as like one of the Laker fans, like Laker Twitter, like she is Laker Twitter at this point. Like she tweets about Laker games and people go crazy for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, took like the bikini picture and put it next to what looked like, I think one of the aliens from men in black, like one of those oh. skinny little aliens from men in black with like the long legs and the short torso that are like hunched over. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just bad. Is it, or like, is it Halsey supposed to be like body positivity or something? I don't know. Uh, Not that I'm siding with courtside Karen. Yeah. But what then, I think, <laughs> and then, and then like, I guess um, I saw someone else post, like there's like a cartoon where it's just legs and then like a face on top of the legs. It's just, yeah, it was, it, I think this woman, I mean, she was, fueled up by booze so her judgment was probably skewed but the way the way it came across in the post was she was a hundred percent confident that everyone was going to side with her you know like i've been wronged i got kicked out of this game for the wrong reason and it's just appears to be going the exact opposite way on her and that's a shame yeah there's also so the the dude is like yoked so the the they they like the athletic got like the courtside videos like the different videos and like went through it and the only thing you can actually see um like like you would only catch lebron saying like calling the guy like old steroid ass or something like that and the guy like the pictures that people are putting out there the guy he's like gotta be in his 50s and he's fucking jacked i mean like ripped up um so he's obviously some taking something so it was just funny that lebron said it yeah um, and then the, that she would get and, super pissed and about that it. She's so mad, and and she's he's like twice her age. He's like could, he's like her dad. So people are get. I mean, people are just going crazy with it. And then and then I saw, and then I read another article where they were like, they were they're, they're theorizing that potentially that this was all just a stunt by these two to uh, to um, boost followers to, to boost their to boost their following, and that. The next day, they like today. I think they did like a YouTube Q and A, and that that potentially like maybe they're trying to turn it into like some type of reality thing. I don't know if there's any merit to that, but yeah, I mean, she seemed like she was right in the wheelhouse for somebody on a on a reality TV show, and that's actually a pretty brilliant stunt. No, I mean, nobody. LeBron was just like, yeah, I mean, they shouldn't even have gotten kicked out. You know, he was so cool about it. Yeah. So if it was a stunt, all right, like. Hats off to them. They they, they got I'll some. Say this. I'll say this. This guy, this guy, daddy. Yeah, this guy, daddy. Supposedly Trump. He's a Trump. He's a Trumper. He's uh-huh. a Trump guy. And then on one of the videos of her courtside taking the mask down, she <laughs> apparently. I didn't listen to it, but they apparently it was there was a video of her being uh, everyone was like telling her to put her mask on and her being like, we've all gotten COVID. You know, it's all bullshit, right? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, maybe this maybe she does deserve a reality TV show. 
and then my girlfriend can watch it religiously and tell me all about it. And then, uh, and I'll know more about courtside Karen than I ever wanted to. Yeah. So I don't think these are like the, I say, I don't know these people, so they could be great people. Maybe they are great people. I feel like we're, we're toeing the line here. Um, but, but the things that, but, but again, in this day and age, if you are not a good person, I mean, you shouldn't do these kind of things anyways. But I guess the point is people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. Is that the saying or something that, like that? that live in glass houses? Yeah. People that yeah. live in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, what's, what's the difference? I mean, it's the same shit. I said the same thing. You just added live. Well, yours made it seem like you're throwing the stones from inside the house that, you know, people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. I mean, well, you said, well, people that live in glass houses. So you are in glass. You are in a glass house. Yeah, but stone. it insinuates you're you're throwing it when you're outside of your house at a different house. It's saying like if you're throwing stones and people are, are going to throw stones at you and you live in a glass house, so you're fucked. So the living part is important. <laughs> anyway, courtside Karen and Daddy Carlos probably should stop throwing stones, potentially for a little while, unless. They are just trying to do the reality TV thing and mm-hmm. become famous. But, you know, the point stand, like, doesn't it, seem like <laughs> it doesn't seem like the majority of people are very big fans of courtside Karen. Yeah, I, I don't see this paying off, but you're right. Like if you have a checkered she already past, walked or, it back, she already walked it back. Yeah, so. Good for her. She, but yeah, uh, the Internet's going to figure uh, out if you're a shitty person. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I would imagine. Right. Just based off of the what I've seen of this person. If, if like half of NBA Twitter was like, yeah, get LeBron, scumbag, she would have leaned into it. She wouldn't have walked it back. Mm-hmm. The, maybe we should try to get her on the podcast. You'd be shocked to hear this. The old, She'd do it. She would? No, she wouldn't do it. I, she probably What if we it. told her let's we just, let's, let's wait. thousand listeners? Here's the thing. Let's wait. Let's wait. Put a little fib. No, no, okay. let's wait. Wait about a month. Okay. Because I think right now. Yeah, she's probably fielding offers from. But it's not even that. Like, I think right now she's so hated. It wouldn't be fun. Mm. Be like, oh, what's it? You know, how are you handling all this stuff? Blah, blah, blah. Like, let it die down and let's bring her back. That could be special. You yeah. know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we wait until she's totally out. She's back out of the, like the whole conscious of NBA. And then maybe we see, maybe we check when's the next time the Lakers play the Hawks. That's good. That's yeah. good. And then, and then we get Karen back. Mm-hmm. We get courtside. We probably shouldn't call her that. Well, actually, no. no, you know what? We can ask her about it. What do you feel about? How do you feel about that name? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe she likes it. I feel like there's no chance her actual name is Karen. It's probably like no, it's uh, Juliana Destiny or something. Oh, no, it's Juli- Juliana. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's Juliana Carlos. Oh, She's right. Married right. to Daddy Carlos. Hmm. He's got to be on the show too. Although if he just went private on Instagram, maybe he's he's shy or something. I don't know. Daddy, Daddy seems. Let's put it this way. I think those tickets are like 40k mm-hmm. courtside tickets for the for the year. Just based on how jacked Daddy Carlos is and how much money he has, he doesn't—he doesn't strike me as the kind of guy that we want to have on and mess with. 
Yeah, it'll Carlos. be digital. It'll be via Zoom. I mean, what? Yeah, but once he, once, once, once you're like involved with Daddy Carlos's of the world. Oh, like if he has, a, he'll scrape our IP address and and ruin our lives. Or he'll just call somebody and be like, "Take care of it." Okay. <laughs> take care. Right, of the, take care of the deuce. I mean, I guess he's like an alcohol distributor. Mm. That's his thing. That's how he has his money. Look, okay. I'm telling you, the un, the internet, the internet did all the internet. It didn't take long for the internet to figure out what the deal yeah. is. Well, we'll just be polite. I mean, I, I say we give it a shot. Both of them. I would. I man, I just. I, I would try to be. I would try to be polite, but I can't imagine. Like, as a journalist, and that's what I am on this show, right? But when I host a podcast, that makes me into a journalist. I guess. How, what kind of journalistic integrity would I have if I had this lady on and I said, what in the world makes you think that buying a ticket to a basketball game entitles you to any of the things you did at that game? Like what in, what in your mind thinks, makes you think that? All right, well, we, we couldn't lead with that. We'd have to ask her what LeBron said. She said what LeBron said. And LeBron said what yeah, LeBron but, said. But we're going to have her on when she's sober. You no, know? listen, here's the thing. I don't even, I think if we have her on, maybe she listens, by the way. If you listen, Juliana Carlos, the invitation is open. Mm-hmm. And thank you for your listen. Thank you for listening. By the way, we and if we do listen, by the way, you are totally right. Fuck LeBron. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but I, I don't even think we like, if we were to have her on, I think we just get to know her. I don't think we even like harp on the LeBron situation because okay. ultimately, no matter what she says about what happened, no one's going to believe her. So like, I think we would give her a, an opportunity. Like if you'd like clarify some things, but then the rest of the conversation is like, all right, who is courtside Karen? Yeah. Okay. I'm with it. Like, what's your deal? Yeah, what's your you deal? That could be, What's your deal? <laughs> that's the whole, that's how we start off here. What is your deal? Yeah. Um, and I think, I, I think it could be interesting. I think it would, I think, um, I don't know if it would do numbers, but it would be fun. I think it would take our listeners from like 10 K to 15 per episode. Something like that. 10, 10 to 15,000. Yeah. See, I'm assuming she's listening and hearing this and like, oh, I could, there's some publicity here. Oh, yeah. we've established she's a listener. Oh, you, oh, so you didn't, you didn't want to tell her the real numbers. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which we know. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, we, yes, we, yes. The real numbers for our podcast that we do know that we know who, how many people are listening to our podcast. We do know that. That we, the podcast that we do five nights a week, we know exactly, we know how many people are listening. Yeah, we do. Well, yeah, as we should. Why wouldn't I mean the number? We have accurate numbers and, you know, they're right. They're right. And we trust that, that they're right and that they're, they're yes. all above, and they're all above board. They're all above board. I don't know why you're talking about it. So we know, we know what they are. So yeah, we know, we know we're, we're, we're confident. So that being said, you know, Juliana, let's do this. In like a month. Not right away. Right. Yeah. All right, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Later.